This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Motes and Euler on SNR back in the saddle for segment number two because this is in podcast format. So wherever you get your podcast at, and that is literally anywhere you get your podcast at, just type in Steelers Blitz, and that is Blitz with a Z. I don't even want to play this game. Oh, okay, I was ready to fire you up today, too. All right, so wherever you get your podcast, <laughs> and if you just type in Steelers Blitz, and that's Blitz with a Z, you will be able to get this content, man, commercial-free, on demand, whether you're riding in your car, you're working out, you're you know, working on your zen, and you want to hear me and my man uh, Wes just talk zen, a little bit. that's a good one you for know? Z. I'm going to have to you put know? that in there. I just figured I'd sprinkle that Z in bank. there for you. I just want to give you a little, give you a little bone, give you a little bone. But wherever you get your podcast, and also, because we've said this, and we do mean it. We stand by it. Mm. We guarantee it. If you leave a review, five star or one star, ah. we will read it off. Yes, we will. On the air. Motsi, we got a new one. Do you want it now or you want to save it till Come on, uh, man. You know I can't wait. I got impulse issues. Okay. Well, you and me both. All right. Hold on. Let me pull this up here. Uh, this was just uh, about a month ago. Okay. Okay. This re- if I can get my phone to load. Here we go. From Huss 18 Shout out to Huss 18 Arguably my favorite show on SNR. With work, I can't usually listen live, but I make sure to catch every show on the podcast app. Let's go. Great chemistry and always a great show. Love you guys. Never a dull moment with these two. Keep up the good work. Also love the Here We Go remixes. Hashtag Stairway to 7. Five stars, but not enough stars to rate. Man, let's get it. I was about to say, but hopefully well, you, Jay Huss. Huss and give us all them confidence. Hit us with the one star. <laughs> I love the show. Best show I've ever heard, man. One star. One star. Because, hey, that could happen. You could get confused. You could yeah, think you that could maybe one think, star man. was the best. That means you're number one, you know? Sounds like something my mom would do. Man, yeah. Sorry, Mom, if you're listening right now. I don't mean it. He did. <laughs> so, with that being said, man, I think it's time I'm going to take everybody into the classroom man, with a little professor most. But I, I I have to talk to you, though, okay? I have I have a little bit of a oh, gripe. Oh, we have an announcement before class? No, no, I have a gripe. I have a gripe with the student section. Student so section. in the past, the student section, more importantly, the pet band would always make sure I'd have me some nice tracks to to talk over, whether uh, it was on Five Star Fridays mm-hmm. or Professor Moats Mondays. Mm-hmm. But with our success and our mm-hmm. expansion, we've had to put a little bit more parameters on said audio. Ah. So, Wait, can so, we, we so can't student the, section. Can we not do the Al Pacino? Can we get ask, no. ask for forgiveness, not permission? No, no, because see, that, that, that leads with I'm going to find you, and then uh. you could just, you know, Say hey man, I ain't mean to find you, but you got to pay the money anyway. Right, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to be Aaron Rodgers. Hey, I'm not absolutely. trying to get fined. Okay, so with that being said, I, I am going to call upon the student section to at least give me a couple of, you know, home uh, home creations, ah, okay. music wise. And ah, you know, while we're on there, I can just pick which one I like a little bit. You know, we so it, it, can we do that student section? I got to, I got some we, we got some beats for you here, okay. Professor. All right, let's see. We'll and they're not by Dre, we'll right? Not, not not Dre beats. Not, I need your beats. Beats by unlicensed audio. Okay, okay. Now we can talk because I say. Mm-mm. Beats by Drake would have me like Aaron Rodgers. I ain't got time all, for that. Like this is randomly generated, right? Yes. So we could, I could click this the first time. We could love it. And we, we could stick with it. Mm-hmm. We could also strike out. Hated it. Here. We'll, we'll try this here for for, for, right. for a minute. All right. Here we go. Let's see what we got. This is the song we just came into. We definitely just came to that. All right. Kind of be. It'll be a little awkward for me on. to have that as the intro. Huh. This sounds like a. Uh, that like sounds a, like Wolf. This sounds like a Van Halen beat. Yeah. This sounds uh-huh. like a Van, this is Eddie Van Halen this, song this, from the 80s. This screams Wolf coming in. Yep.
Is everything like this 80s rock? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything 80s rock. Like, what do we do it? We don't have no no diversity. <laughs> Bruh. It's not looking good. <laughs> everything got a guitar. This is the same song, hey. just in a different key. Seriously. He's, he's oh, the wrong button. a little better at least you got your drum kit in it's, there it's the same band <laughs> this is song, this you know same. when you go to a concert you're like you know i don't mind this band but every song sounds, every the, song same. sounds the same yep and now i think we're just getting repeats here now we're definitely, definitely getting repeats. repeats all right professor um boo that before, student section before next week we're going to Boo have to uh that pet band before next week we're going to have to um fire the pet find some new fire the student section that's what we need to do. we need to fire the student section man i just can't believe it oh hey now oh i thought that was a bad i was gonna say man that might work a little bit <laughs> dang it, it was just so i didn't hear a lead guitar coming in you know what i mean just, these really are all the same aren't they see <laughs> he's gotta have a guitar it's, this sounds like Steger Ray Vaughn. Yeah. <sighs> I digress. Uh, you know what? Let's just hit the school bell and get let's, just, let's yeah. Oh man. Oh. Okay, now class, I am very perturbed, okay? I was in a good mood because it was a victory Tuesday, but after this just or excuse me, it was a victory Wednesday, but after that piss poor display. Pan gotta step their game up. Oh man, I just I just don't. So instead of starting with the happy and the and the nice, we're just gonna get right into this thing, okay? Discipline is key. Mm. Discipline is key, ladies and gentlemen. Discipline in the show. As you can hear, we can't even use our favorite music because we have to be disciplined and follow the rules because otherwise we will be penalized. Rules are made to be broken except for these ones. And when you're in the game, on Monday Night Football. And the reason I say discipline ah. is key, when we talk about this Bears and Steelers matchup, one team was a lot more penalized than the other. And I know a couple of calls were questionable, and I get that. That happens every game. But the majority of the calls for the Bears were self-inflicted. When we talk about lining up offsides, these are day one things that you are taught as a collegiate athlete. We call it stance alignment assignment. That's the teaching progression. But you heard the key word. What was first? Stance. Stance. Because if you don't know how to stand in your stance, if you don't know how you should have your hand behind the ball and your helmet always behind your hand because that will ensure that you are what not all sides if you can't get that the alignment and the assignment is gonna matter so when we talk about discipline being discipline is key you think about or just think back on how coach Tomlin had his team prepared to play you weren't getting a ton of pre-snap penalties in fact I mean three penalties in this game now they were penalized probably five times but only three of them were accepted when I think of that though you weren't getting you know, a ton of false starts. You weren't getting illegal procedures. You weren't getting, uh, you know, just the end man of the line of scrimmage is not covered up or it's yes. covered up. Those are the type of penalties that the Chicago Bears were really dealing with throughout the majority of the game, and it cost them it multiple times throughout the game as well. So for me, man, I just had to say discipline is key because if you're not disciplined and you are a team like the Steelers and like the Bears, who we don't have just a plethora of talent where we can just overcome self-inflicted right. wounds. We're not there right, right now. When the margin of error is that small, you have to believe that you have to be that much more focused on the discipline, on the minutia to keep you on schedule, to keep you out of third and longs, to keep you in more advantageous situations. Arthur Motes, I could not agree more. As the 
great USA hockey coach Herb Brooks once said, you think you can win on talent alone? Gentlemen, you do not have enough talent to win on talent alone. You got to be buttoned up. That is quite often the difference. And I'm sure we will get into that in greater detail as the conversation rolls along. You better believe it, baggy britches. <laughs> I prefer sagging Baggin Jones, Professor. Oh, excusez-moi. The next point <laughs> that I shall talk about is finding a way to win. Mm. People will say ugly win versus pretty win, and I'm not really into the cosmetics. I know my man Wes is very much, you know, uh, uh, an appearance guy. Or, 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 or at least he's upset about guys that can maintain their appearances by whatever means necessary because that's what it's all about. I'm just about. saying I was handsomer at 30 than you Tom know? Brady was at 30. You know, so it's all about finding a way to Giselle, win. Giselle, hit me up, baby. It's all about finding a way to win, though, man. And when I think of this team, man, that's exactly what they did. And they've been doing it on this four-game winning streak. At times, they've looked really impressive. At times, they've also looked underwhelming. And that's just the nature of who this team is right now. But also, I mean, you look around the league, other teams are having these similar issues as well. Sure. But it's good to be able to come in here and critique them after a victory. It's a lot more fun coming in here and saying, well, hey, man, could the O-line play better? Sure. Could the defense continue to play a little bit more better and create some splash in the second half? Sure. It's a lot better to say these things after a win, though. And that's why it's so important to find a way to win because we're all going to be continuing to fix things. We're all, in terms of the league, we're always going to be trying to improve ourselves. But you want to be doing those things while stacking victories. So definitely had to say find a way to win. Professor, so far, you're laying it down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now this third one. Are there going to be five points today, Professor? Come on now. Is the sun yellow? You know? Is the hair always good? I know. You know? Are, are, yes. are, are you a Mountaineer fan today? Are you going to be one tomorrow? Oh, baby. You, you feel me? So, so, don't don't ever ask the Professor, is it going to be five the points or not? Professor. Come on, player. You know how we professor. do. Professor. But what I need you to spell out is something, and it only takes four letters. So I'm going to ask you to repeat after me. Are okay. you ready for this? I'm not very good at this. All right. The first letter is M. M. The next letter is U. U. After that, we're going to have a T. T. And then I get an H. H. And then we're going to just hold that H 30 times at H. the end of it. Keep going. H. H. And to say H. it. And to say it. What's that spell? Mooth. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Pat Fryer Mooth is your tight end number one. I mean, this guy, not only is he excelling with combat catches, not only is he excelling in the red zone, but he's also excelling in the run blocking as well. You watch this guy on the perimeter of some of these plays, man, the effort that he displays, his willingness and eagerness to put his face (laughs) in another man's (laughs) face and try to move him. Like To me, it is such a beautiful thing to see because a lot of times the guys that are very successful in terms of being receiving threats – they typically don't back that with the physicality nor the technique to be associated with that to make them a good blocker. But Pat has been continuing to grow at this. He's been continuing to improve at this. And we could date this all the way back to training camp. How many times do we hear Coach Tomlin say, anytime Pat will make a, a spectacular catch, but can he block, though? Can you block, though? But can he block, though? Like, that was the narrative. That's what we were all trying to figure out. And we've seen him continue to work and continue to grow in this area. And it's just impressive to see that with a guy that is young like Pat. But when we talk about some of these combat catches, it's no surprise either to guys like me and you for the simple fact that, hey, we got to see this in training camp where he was doing this 
every day to multiple people. I mean, you name them, safeties, linebackers, yes, corners, he was. your cousin, my cousin, his cousin, your second cousin's cousin. Like, it didn't matter. He was going to catch on somebody. Your birthday, Jesus' birthday. Yeah, it, it did not matter, man. But to me, this kid, you have to continue to get him more involved. I know we said six targets, five catches, still not enough. Mm. Still not enough. Mm. More meat on the bone. I He's that it. guy, though, man. I agree with you. I think, listen, I, I, like I said, he is – He's past scratching the surface, but he still has, um, I think, a whole other level to get to, for sure. Yes, indeed. Now, the next thing I have to talk about, the fourth point. Going to the O-line, man. Can't rest on your success. They had, what, a couple of productive performances. Plenty of people were patting them on their backs. Hey, man, y'all guys got this. They finally turned the corner. They're ready to go. And you get a little test like this where it kind of smacks you in the mouth and lets you know, like, hey, man, we still have more work to do. We still aren't necessarily where we need to be on a play-in and play-out basis. Hmm. But I do think you needed that. Because if you don't, then you you go around with this false sense of confidence. You go around feeling one way and thinking one way, but when all actuality is like, no, we still have a lot more work that we need to do. To me – I think this will be that call for them. Now, it'll be interesting to see going forward also because you have a guy like Zach Banner that's available to them, how they utilize and create their new division of labor going forward. But as a whole, the O-line just has to understand that, man, this is a week-to-week league. And when you have younger guys up front, sometimes that could be lost. Sometimes you you read the press clippings. It happens. But you just have to understand, man, at this level, it's week-to-week. No one cares what you did last week. It's about what you're going to do this week, what you're going to do in this particular game. Coach Tommy, you've heard him say it numerous times. That game tape every week is your living, breathing resume. We don't have to go back and ask what you did two weeks ago. No, no, no. What you go, when you play out here on Sunday, we're going to see who you are. And right now, this the O-line, they have to improve based on that performance, man. But I do feel like they will be able to do that. Motsi, I can still hear my father saying, you're only as good. As your last performance. That's how it is, man. And every facet of life. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were really good on the golf course two weeks ago? Don't nobody care. No, nobody cares. You, sh- you shot 18 over today. Exactly. No one cares you did two weeks ago. Oh, well, you, you had three pancake blocks and didn't give up a sack last week? Cool. Cool. What about these two sacks you gave up this week? What about Monday night? Oh, okay. Yeah. You're only as good as your last performance um, in an industry like the National Football League. That is, uh, that is the case, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's why even when you got you hear that it sounds cliche, but it's true. Even when guys have great games, what's the first thing that they say? I'm going to enjoy this tonight, and then tomorrow it's back to work. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the mentality you got to have. And I'm actually glad you brought that up because it brings me to my fifth and final point. All right, good, because you know, Professor, I mean, they're not paying me extra to be here in the classroom Well, if, if you could have played music better, you wouldn't be in the classroom as long today. So be quiet and listen. Huh. <laughs> but... <laughs> Fifth and final point is the 24-hour rule. And why do I say that? Because, man, after an emotional, a highly emotional game, highly contested game, and a game that now has overflow in terms of it's not just the game that's talked about. You have the officiating element that's talked about as well. Some of the calls at the end of the game. Obviously, Cassius Marsh has been at the forefront of all these conversations. You can't allow that to affect your preparation going forward because you have another team that's coming in here in the Detroit Lions who – they haven't won this season. But when you watch them, they're not playing like they're a dejected team. They're I know biting Philly, kneecaps off. It's crazy. Philly won and Philly blew them out. But when you watch the game, it wasn't as if the Lions were giving up. It was just a weird flow to it. 
But as a whole, you got to make sure you're ready to go because they're going to come in here on Sunday looking for a win. They don't care about, hey, man, you had this game on Monday night. It was questionable. and You got a short week. No one cares about that, man. So for me, when I think of that, the 24-hour rule, hey, turn the page. We got that win. Cool. We celebrated it. Cool. But now it's time to work because we got another team that we have to win. Yeah. Have to win. You have to be 6-3 and three after this weekend, man. Have to. Woo! You know how we lay it down every once in a while. No music. No music. And then just silence. The sounds of silence. Or is it the songs of silence? I can't remember right now. Well, I don't know. I wish I could play it for you. Yeah, I know, right? I was going to say, drop the beat. Up. Can't do that. But anywho. What's the Twitter.com saying, man? Because I'm trying to think, man. We, I know we had asked them early on about what they liked or didn't like about Monday Night's performance. I wasn't sure if, they had, if we had any just yet. Oh, we did. We sure did. Give me one second here. Scroll back down a little bit because, of course, you know, we had fantastic participation from the power grid, as always. Well, anything less would be uncivilized. Our Cuban buddy, Cuban Dan, says impressed by the fast start. It was good to see the boys put points up early. Disappointed by the officiating. Thought it was game-changing. You want to save that for the we, we we want to save that for the last segment. I was gonna say you got the clock, so you let me know. I think we should save that for the last segment because okay. we don't want to have to cut that conversation short because that's gonna be a big one. That's gonna be a big one, cousin. Mister Taylor tweets us and says, "What's up, cousins? What's good? Impressed with how they stuck with the run game. Disappointed how we let the Bears." Back into the game. Did you guys see the video of Najee's post game interview? That was hilarious. With uh, oh, ESPN Spanish? Deportes. Yeah. Tavo, 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 tavo. <laughs> I don't know what that song is, but I need to find I it. I don't know. <laughs> the full video is hilarious, too. Because, like, I think what was going around on Twitter was just like a short yeah, little, the clip. little clip. Mm-hmm. It's like an actual, like, two or three minute interview. He's yeah, like, sings like multiple songs. It's, right? it's yeah. great. It's, it's definitely worth your time. Um, so, impressed with how they stuck with the run game, disappointed with how they let Chicago back in the game. I think those are fair. Very fair, man. Very fair. Yeah, Very we've, fair. we've touched on a lot of that. Rudy, um, glad it was close, so I got to enjoy the full Heinz Field experience. Yeah, Rudy, I tell you what, you had yourself a weekend, cousin. Uh, extremely impressed with TJ Watt's performances and with Pat Fryermuth proving he is tight end number one. I was disappointed with the punt game, mm. both kicking and receiving, thanks to Moats for signing terrible towels for us. You know what? That's a good point by Rudy. A lot of talk. We've gotten into a lot of different stuff here. Everyone's gotten into a lot of different stuff here. Because of some of this controversy, one guy who I think is maybe thanking his lucky stars this week, or not even, is just flying under the radar a little bit, is Presley Harvin III. Yeah. And Moti, he was uh, not varsity on Monday night. <sighs> some people would say it wasn't his finest hour, and I can understand. It happens. Speaking of consistency, it he's happens, he's man. water has to find that level for him. But this is customary when you talk about rookies. He is a rookie. And I think that's what people lose sight of when people are just so eager for change just for the sake of change. Mm. I mean, we talked about with Barry. We say, man, if you look at Barry's numbers from a consistency standpoint, they are there. But we all focus on those one or two bad punts that might have happened at a critical time, and it changes our perspective of a player. But with, with Presley, man, I do feel like – they still made the right choice based on all the factors that were there available to them. I just think for him, man, this is a part of it. This is a part of being in the NFL. No different than what Devin Bush is going through right now. 
you're going to have growing pains at this level. I do not care who you are. Mm -hmm. You have growing pains. Joe Burrow's going through them. Everybody does, man. At this level, <laughs> everybody pretty, goes through growing good. pains, man. So to me, it's just more so mentally, can you lock in? Then from there, when it comes time to self-scout, what are you doing well? What aren't you doing well? What are the things that you're struggling with? Don't just focus on what you're good at. Focus on what you're struggling on as well. And that's how you continue to evolve in this game. And then along with that, you also have to find, man, who are some people that are comparable to me that I can look to? You know, if not in-house, if I have to go and look at cut-ups or film of other people. I know that was one of the things that I did as a rookie. That's what helped me out. I would look at James Harrison, Clay Matthews, and Elvis Doomerville. I said, these are all three guys, barely six feet, about 240 to 250 in that range, and they rushed the passer. And they're all really good at it. So what do they do to help that, to make them successful? What do they struggle with? Those are some of the things you have to do at this level, whether it's as a punter, as a kicker, as a linebacker, a quarterback, wide receiver. Like, if you are not improving yourself, you're taking a step back. And if you're taking steps back at this level, mm. it's not long before you get passed by everybody, man. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Well said. Adam tweets us and says, impressed as always with the Wizard of Boz. I don't care what he's paid. It's not enough. Give that man some money. Well, hold on. Hold on one second, uh -oh. Adam. I think I know a guy. And what you're saying is, he beats me. Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Boats, interesting game from Boz. Three massive field goals, two 50-plus yarders, as you pointed out in the beginning of the show. Uh, only time, first and only time that's happened in the long history, the two-decade history of Heinz Field. Also missed an extra point. Also had a recovery out there as well, too. Stat sheet stuffer, man. Stat sheet stuffer from Boz. I tell you what, though, he is he's so he's so valuable to this team. He, he clearly is. 100%, man. I still want to know, like, what happened on that miss. Was it... You know, a hole, did he feel the pressure off the edge? Like, that's the only thing I want to know. But as a whole, man, Boz has been, you know, one of the, the most consistent kickers in this league. I know us in Pittsburgh, we like to say, oh, man, he's better than Tucker. I'm not going there. I'm not going there to say he's better than Tucker. Me either. But as a whole, man, he has been just one of the most consistent kickers this season, man. It's been really impressive watching him do this. Completely agree. Annie says, I was impressed with Firemuth, Cam, and TJ, uh, TJ and Boz. There's four pretty good ones there, Annie. Oh, absolutely. Uh, concerned with how the offense continues to go cold at times. Lots of Bears receivers open downfield. Steelers squandering a lead. Offensive line letting Ben get hit too much. Ray Ray drops and fumble. Uh, geez, Annie, don't hold back there. <laughs> so get, get, get it off your chest, why don't you? I mean, she's absolutely right, though. I, I did think that there were some plays that the Bears left out there, too. Um yeah, man, this it, it just when you feel like the offense is humming, mm -hmm. it's like something happens. That's that that's that's been frustrating. That has certainly been frustrating. I think you felt that at at multiple points on Monday night when the team went up fourteen nothing in the first half. Uh, you weren't able to expand on that. Chicago gets the field goal late in the half, and then I think when the Steelers went up, it would have been twenty two. Was it 20 to 6 or 20 to 20 to nine. 6 or 20 to I think it was 20 to 6. Yeah, it was yes, 20 to 6. Because then yeah. Chicago and then we, scored the and then all of a sudden yeah. it was a it was one yeah. possession game again. Yeah. When you're up 20 to 6, you think, all right, here we go. We're starting to break away. Here comes some more. And, and, and all of a sudden it's, um, you know, you, you get a couple more field goals the rest of the game, but that's it. I, I think uh, those are good observations from Annie there for sure. 
Let's see what else we got here. Arthur Motes. Uh, Sensei tweets us and said, I love the team's tenacity, especially the way that some of the leaders like TJ and Cam continue to step up. Uh, starting to have some doubts about the offensive line at times of Kendrick Green, but I have to keep reminding myself he's basically brand new to the position. Yeah, that it, it, he's a tough one for me to evaluate because I do like so many aspects of his game, um, but he does have a lot of times where he's on roller skates for sure. I, I like his tenacity. I but think he that's looks the word. Small at times. He looks small at times. He is brand new to the position, but at the same time, I think as Motsi properly points out, when you're out there, you're out there. You have to be judged accordingly. Yeah. Um, you know, we can't forever give him that grain of salt of, ah, well, you know, he only started four games in college and he's a rookie. And um, You have to know that, obviously, but it is also uh, November now. It's it's not September anymore for the rookie. Um, yeah, that that that's an interesting one. Motsi, a lot of, lot of uh, tweets here about 35, about Arthur Mollette. As well, too. People wondering, um, you know, did he get exposed? Have we soured on him a little bit? What can the defense do to, to either get him some help or replace him? I don't think he got exposed. I mean, we know this about Arthur um, in terms of we know he's going to excel in terms of run support, his physicality, he could blitz, and he covers well. But the limitations are if you put Allen Robinson, if you put a higher end guy on him, yeah, he's going to have separation. He's not the fastest guy, but – can't the same thing be said about Cam Sutton? Can't the same thing be said about James Pierre? That's the reason why when we say, hey, we might potentially want to have or want to upgrade the cornerback position, it's because athletically they are limited when we talk about the top end speed. And that's what separates your number two corners and your slot corners from your number one corners, your Joe Hayden types and above. They typically have the top end speed where – a pass is 30 or more yards, it's not going to be a ton of separation. You're not going to be able to run by a guy right at that end point, you know, and create that last little bit of extra yardage or two. With guys like Arthur Mallette, they have to be perfect in every avenue in coverage, especially to just stay on top of those routes. But when you get better, bigger, faster guys, they are going to struggle athletically if they aren't completely perfect. The only guy that has really been able to sustain a high level of play without being the fastest or best athlete is Marlon Humphrey over in Baltimore. He's not the fleetest of foot or the most athletic, but he is very fundamental and he does a great job of being physical and ultimately eliminating that speed element. But he's a one-off right now. I mean, because most of the other guys, if you don't have that top end speed and you're not a great athlete, it's hard to stay out there in terms of playing that corner position versus some of the higher end receiving talent. And you also got to tip your cat to Chicago because, yeah, number one, yeah. they identified the mismatch. They said, hey, look, we know how the Steelers play defense. They're not going to match corners with receivers. So why leave Allen Robinson out there going against Joe Hayden when I can move him into the slot and get him against Arthur Milet or a linebacker if they're in base? Work smarter, not harder. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it was. So once again, I mean, is part of it on Arthur? Sure. But the other part is just the flaws of the scheme. And I know people will say, well, just switch this up. If you start switching for every situation and scenario, your defense will communication forever down. be messed up. Yep. It will be flawed because not just from a communication standpoint, but an assignment standpoint. It's night and day what I'm asking you to do as a slot corner versus an outside corner. It's night and day what I'm asking you to do as you want to a, change a middle that on the field fly, safe. Exactly. Every player, every drive. Yeah. And which player is out there with me now? 
it's so much more you have to account for. So I know on paper, I know on video games, it makes perfect sense. Man, you just suck that guy, put him right here, and that's how you do it. But as a whole, you you open up so many more potential negatives by doing that. Whoo! The professor. And I ain't even trying to teach anymore today. Laying it down. So you know what? I'm done teaching. I'm done talking. It's time to continue to hear from the power grid. It's time to continue to hear from the megawatts because when we come back, mm. we got to talk about the officiating situation oh, in yeah. terms of if it had, if it did overshadow the win. I've been waiting 48 hours for this conversation, Along baby. with should the Cassius Marsh play have been killed or considered a taunt versus not a taunt and things along that nature. But let us know on the Twitter.com at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. And we come back, we're talking about it. It's Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler on Stills Nation Radio.